Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have an, a fascinating guest with me today, as usual. Um, I have with me John Steiger. Um, it, this is going to be about old school Art Bell type stuff. Um, let me just tell you about my guest. After listening to Art Bell radio shows in the 90s and 2000s, including a fascinating paranormal reports of Linda Moulton Howe, and then going on to read the UFO literature of people such as Kevin Randall and others, John Steiger in 2010 began to seriously study UFOs and the paranormal. He had attended a 2013 Citizens Hearing on Disclosure in Washington and then the, the New Mexico UFO Festivals in 2015 and 16. Inspired by these events, he wrote the book, uh, The UFO Trilogy, where it's a courtroom drama based on the Roswell incident, uh, the Brooklyn Bridge abduction, and the Rendlesham Forest incident, and it's called The UFO Trilogy Drama Set for the Stage. It was published by Flying Disc Press, and it's an amazing book. I would recommend anybody get it. Tonight, what we're going to be talking about is, for the last two years, John has been transcribing old Art Bell episodes. I thought at first it was going to be a book because last year we talked and he was going to make a book, but you'll find out why he can't make the book. And then, um, but we're going to talk about old Art Bell shows and how he's coming along with this project. John, thank you for coming on the show. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah. Um, now, well, we were talking about you You started this Art Bell radio project, and I think it's an amazing thing to do because I love all the old Art Bell shows. I still listen to them to this day. Um, what, what happened as far as like at first you wanted to make it a book, but it, it didn't turn out that way, correct? I'll pause it. You know, not- that was my my first uh, desire was to make a book out of uh, transcripts. You're there. You're there. Yes, I'm here. So your 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 first desire was to make a book, but what happened? Well, what happened is is that I went to iHeartMedia to try and get permission. And iHeartMedia denied my request, basically. They don't want me doing transcriptions of the shows. Um, And, uh, you know, it it would be a legal fight. And, uh, I mean, there's some, you know, there's some some, uh, good points on both sides. But I'm just, at this time, I'm not up to, uh, to taking them on in court. So... Rather than than uh, do a book, my, also my publisher is not keen on trying to uh, take on uh, inter- uh, iHeart uh, in court. So if when my publisher uh, dissuaded me from, from do, dissuaded himself basically from doing this, then I decided, okay, fine. What we'll do is we'll do a website of it. Okay, now I don't have the website together yet, but I've been doing this for two years. I have a um, massive material, over 1,200 pages of transcriptions, uh, some really uh, good stuff. Well, let me ask you this. Like, when when the art, you told me the art, but before we had technology, 
um, stems that goes from uh, 1992 when art first Wait, John, you're cutting out again. Um, you're frozen. Can you, oh, let me pause this. I'm going to pause it. Uh, you, you were saying it started in 1992? Hello? Oh, man. I, I can't believe the interference I'm getting on this show. Hi. So you were saying Art started recording in 92 and went till when? Well, no, he started, well, he was in radio a long time before 92, but 92 was when he first delved into the paranoid and conspiracy stuff. But 92 is when the first, he, he dates it back. And I, there's a, there's a show where he says this, and unfortunately I didn't um, transcribe this, but I'm going to find it, where the, a John Lear program, John Lear was his first paranormal UFO guest. That's in 93. That was in 93. Well, there's, a, there's a 92 show. There's three shows in 92. I mean, I, I can, uh, I have it here. I know what exactly dates I have, you know, I have statistics and stuff on that. Do you so know I how can... he ever got like linked up with Lear? Like, because I, I, I don't know. I, I wonder because he also got linked up with Bob Lazar and, uh, you know, he was pretty tight with those guys. And, and and then Whitley Strieber, like, those were the biggest guests, it seemed like, that were the most frequent returning, you know? Well, the, they're, Whitley Strieber, yes. Lear, Lear and, and Lazar was only on, like, five times. Um, That's still a lot. That's well, still a lot. Okay, okay. And then Lazar and Lear were both Las Vegas area-based, okay, and art broadcast. Um, up until uh, 92 out of Vegas. So he may have met them or, or seen them from that. But, um, I mean, he had all kinds of contacts. But then they, they moved, you know, he moved to his uh, Pahrump, Nevada um, home base studio sometime in 1992. And, and that studio was right next to Area 51, right? Or it was real close very to Very close. Pahrump is right by Area 51. That's absolutely correct. That was that was it was amazing times. I remember being a kid and and being like I used to have a girlfriend. I always tell this story. I was 21 years old and I'd be riding my girlfriend home at night. You know, uh, and I was maybe younger than that. And uh, Art would be on the radio and I I, I would listen and it, I was always amazed at the, some of the guests that he had on there. Now this project that you're taking on, like what all shows have you encountered? Because it's a huge archive. I'm going to pause it because you froze up. Good now. Yeah. You can go. You're muted again. John, you're muted. You're muted. Someone's really messing with you, man. We can, we can go now. Go ahead. You were saying. I've never had this happen. I don't understand what's going on. Like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, someone's really messing with you, John. Like, I swear to God, if you can. On. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what were you transcribing so far? 
Well, I've I've done um, I've done a whole lot of different ones. I mean, let me consult my notes here. I've done um, okay. Bugs the Bigfoot Killer. Yeah, um, he shot a Bigfoot in the seventies. He called in. He originally called in, and Art had kept him on the line for like I don't know, a half hour to an hour. And then he did a whole show with Bugs, and he went gone out hunting with the, his two partners, uh, Bird Dog and Jim, down in Texas Panhandle. And so I've I've got all that. It's a fascinating one. I, uh, people should listen to that. Um, another one I did. All, I've done all the Madman Markhams. The time that's that's uh, that's a fascinating show because um, he comes back on in 2015 to Midnight in the Desert, and like. He, he actually went missing. Like he, he threw himself into that time machine field. We can talk about that as episodes. Like Madman Markham threw himself into that time machine field. Then he woke up in like a field like two years later. It's like he skipped time. He was throwing ferrets into that, that field too. And they were disappearing and they would end up in the middle of the street somewhere. Like, but he, he what I should tell people is he, you could probably explain it better than me. He developed like a time machine generator, like, and it was generating an electric field that was very powerful. And he ended up jumping in it. Or is that right? Or could you explain it better than me? You got it. You got it. Exactly. That's, that's what happened. And he disappeared for two years. He claims there's no record of him from like 98 to 2000, something like that. And he, he, he jumped into the generator in uh, it would have been in uh, um, Overland park, Kansas because he, he lived in Missouri, but he had his, uh, this, the second time machine he built was over in Kansas, right by the Kansas City border. And he ended up uh, about 600 miles away in Ohio, he claimed. Yeah. And yeah. he woke up two years later, he woke up in a field and he was homeless and um, claimed he had the, home, the, the um, you know, I guess clothes on his back that he had that day and whatever. And then he went and, and he had to discover what the hell happened. He went, ended up in the homeless shelter and whatnot. And then he went back and all his stuff was gone and whatever. Yeah, they raided the garage. Someone took all his time machine stuff out of that garage that he was working in, which was uh, really uh, interesting. And another interesting thing about the Madman Markham thing was he originally stole those transformers to get enough power to try to, to do it. Like, that's what put landed him in jail because he went to jail for being and art thought that was really funny. Like, because uh, he actually, he did actually did that, you know? Oh yes. That was for his first machine. The first machine, which was in Missouri. Um, he did, he, he did commit a crime. He served, I don't know, but something like six months or something. Cause it was his first uh, ever, you know, first conviction and whatever. So yeah. um, he got up relatively easy. Um, but they, um, Anyway, then then he got backing from being on Art's show, so he's able to build the second time machine, and got the the space at the at place in Kansas, uh, Overland Park, Kansas, um, which was a little ways from his home and stuff. So yeah, yeah. but anyway, you know another one, another case that I always thought was good, and I don't know if you transcribed this was the John Peter incident, and they even followed up with that on Coast to Coast years later. They they talked about that show, that story. For a long time did you get into the john teeter time travel incident you know i've been trying to find it i haven't been able to to locate when art actually talks about john teeter i mean i've seen references to it but um i don't 
I just I haven't found that particular episode yet. Now I only I use internet sources, various and sundry inter, internet sources. I've only been able to access about two thirds of the programs, something like that. Two thirds are, are available on the internet. So you're not, I mean, you have a lot. I mean, when, when you're talking 2000 uh, plus shows and two thirds, you, you're like what, 1600, something like that are available. But then there's, there's a significant number that aren't available. And I know some of them. Uh, and I'm not sure, though, of the John Teeter, what date the John Teeter was discussed in detail. So um, One that is available is the, um, the Single Seven show. Have you ever heard Single Seven? He also said he was a time traveler. Um, he actually said he was from the year 2030, which is funny because we're coming up on the year 2030. And he gave predictions on what he thought the world was going to be like, or not predictions from what he said, what it was like in his timeline. But he said what was interesting was he said timelines could change, you know, which I thought was really interesting because, you know, the, the, the to, you know, maybe things he came from a different timeline. Do you remember that show, Single Seven? I, do, I don't. I, I actually see I'm, the, the fascinating thing about Art Bell and his shows are you learn things about them all the time, that, uh, new things. I mean, I've been at it two years. I think I know a lot. I don't consider myself an expert because there's just there's so much material in there. Um, I don't recognize. Um, the name single seven, to be quite honest with you. Well, so tell me about I, some of the other shows you've transcribed. Like I, I could sure. probably talk to you about a lot of them. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. Let me go with, um, all right. There's some, some of the, fa- he had famous, some famous actors. He had Dan Aykroyd on there. He I had heard George that show. Carlin. Yeah. Okay, George Carlin, the comedian, Leonard Nimoy of Spock, you know? Um, and then he had, um, there were some other things like um, the the whale of a tail. Uh, I transcribed that where they uh, a whale beached. Uh, it was a dead whale was found on the coast of Oregon, and they wanted to dispose of it. And they tr- the highway department tried to blow it up. And <laughs> this guy, this guy, the guest he had on um, had gone to the. Um, coast to what and, and was watching this and a huge piece of blubber blew up in the air and and fell this guy had a new car and it smashed the it happened of all the places it happened to land right on um the hood of his car i mean the the you know the the passenger compartment of his car and crushed it crushed it and his car was basically destroyed um do you believe? No, do you believe that? Do you think it was real? No, I definitely believe that. That got no. That's a, no. There's 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 news report. There's a TV news report of it that it happened. That they tried to blow it up. How big was the whale? Um. Oh God. I. It, it was tons. It was m- many tons. Oh wow. Okay? Many they, tons. They, right. I mean, they probably should have tried to. If they were going to blow it up. They probably should have tried to use a tugboat or something and, and drag it out to sea rather yeah. than do it because what they did is all these people came to watch and God forbid, you know, there were the, the, the blubber hit this guy's car and destroyed his new car, but the 
car, you said the car next door had kids in it. Oh my it, God. I mean, it was one, you know, one car from, from, you know, maybe killing some kids. Now, no one got hurt. I mean, everybody's, because uh, there was all this blubber fell out. All these people, everybody lost their clothing that day. I mean, they, they, you know, you couldn't resuscitate your clothing. So they, they got all thrown out. And you look back on it and it, and it was a laugh. But if someone could have gotten seriously hurt um, from it. So uh, it was a caution. But this actually happened. Now, this goes back a ways because he interviewed the guy in the 1990s. But the, the, uh, the incident happened um, um, somewhere around 1970. So this was uh, quite an old incident. But they still have the, um, the video of it. If you look at, on YouTube, you can find the, the, uh, the, um, the, t- the TV show. Uh, TV news uh, uh, segment on it. It's, yeah, uh, I've seen it. Yeah, that's that's really uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so any anyway, then then there was um, okay, a, a guy which I came on this out of nowhere. I wasn't. I I was listening to it for for the guests before this guy. That sometimes he had double guests, you know. Yeah, and he had he had on a guest. I don't recall who the guest, the more prominent guest was on the first hour and then he had on a guy called Gabriel the mercenary and Gabriel <laughs> this is from May 17th 2002 Gabriel the mercenary is a fascinating show this guy talked about he's a professional soldier and he's sent around the world like South America Asia and places like this he talked about his assignments and he's a hitman he, right he's a, a well, mercenary no, 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 he's he's more of a, a like a guy who who well, he could be a hitman, but um, he also does, you know, like like if um, you know if, if like uh, a, a group is is going after. Usually, they're hired by prominent landowners, and and they're uh, they were uh, like the uh, you know there might be rebels or you know some some. Uh, uh, liberation movement or something like that and they're trying to take over the landowner's land and, and this guy would go and uh try and fight the the liberation guys and uh do stuff like that anyway he, it was a fascinating interview gabriel the mercenary and out of the blue another one which is um actually shuddering uh was when our, an art only had this woman on once and her name is harlot the witch she oh i love that Arlet show you know that's a that's a really freaky show because she says that she wants to uh send her son to hell you know and she's gonna and she's like a satanist and she's gonna send her son to hell and to uh, sacrifice him she was yeah. willing to sacrifice him to the devil yeah um, yeah it's it, it's it's and and you know you hear her it you believe her it's absolutely chilling yeah um, that, 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 i gotta bounce back i gotta ask you about two questions yes and you probably have that i thought were really good on that show was uh father malachi martin and evelyn paglini evelyn made, evelyn made a couple appearance more she was a regular on our show um and then 18, uh, appearances. 18 i have uh, 18 for 18 her appearances and- for evelyn yeah. paglini she well, was a really good she was a great lady because she was what you call like a, a white witch. You know what I mean? She wasn't like a, she wasn't practicing black magic and she taught people how to use natural magic or at least she tried to, you know, well, she, tried she also, to, 
she she knew how to defend against she she could defend against harlot or or the people who um you know the satanists or the pe- people who would um be using uh uh magic or or spells for the wrong reason yeah she, yeah she, she, very, taught, she also taught psychic self-defense too like i was correct. big on evelyn paglini i loved i thought she was a, a amazing guest and i you know she even went on later on coast and was interviewed with george nori and i always followed yeah. her and like um i i just thought she was a very special lady but she always said that magic came from god you know, like that people misused it, but the, the ultimate power comes from God because we're all somewhat psychic and stuff like that. You know, we all have like these uh, natural powers inside us to manifest magic. So, you know, for what she was saying at the time, she was saying it was it was like nobody was really talking about that kind of stuff then. You know, I thought it was really important. What are your thoughts? Honestly, I think she might be my favorite guest of them all. She was just she was always compelling. Uh, always interesting. Uh, a lot of it. Okay. You have, there's three components to the art bell show. You have art himself interviewing the guest. You have the guest themselves and, and what they have to say. And then you also have the audience calling in, which he always would have a, a call in in the last hour, at least, if not earlier of the show. Evelyn Plaglini drew some of the best audience response of any guest on there now there are other guests who the audience responded to a lot of the guests but she always engaged with the guests i mean with the callers and um it, it would be a fascinating experience anytime she was on did you hear that one on. where she said they are shut down the open lines and he made a special one for evelyn said open up your lines and see if people were part of satanic breeding programs and uh, there were people were calling in and saying that they were part of these like insane, elaborate satanic breeding programs. And like there was this stuff really going on. I couldn't believe it. It was insane. Yes, I, I did hear. I did hear that show, I believe. And it was I haven't transcribed the Evelyn Paglini's. I haven't. Tra- I transcribed. I've only transcribed one. And that was with, uh, believe it or not, art wasn't the host. Ramona was the host. Um, I've wife. never heard that one. But Ramona yeah, was into very, witchcraft as well. Yeah, no. uh, it's it's very short. It's only like a half hour or so uh, that they that I, I have access to that night. He was sick or something, I think. Um, and so she stepped in at the last minute because they were going to have on Evelyn Paglini. And she was very good friends with Evelyn Paglini, Ramona was. Well, you know how that. they became friends. I don't know if you know this, but I, I know that Evelyn... Evelyn, uh, Art made a show called Witch Hunt, where he opened up the lines and he said, I want to find, because he knew his wife was uh, into witchcraft. His wife had displayed uh, signs of dowsing where they go with a rod. She went with a rod and found located water before. So like he knew his wife was into witchcraft. So Art had like a natural kinship to it. So he did a show called Witch Hunt. And he said, I want a cauldron stirring, uh, broom riding witch. And, uh, and all types of people called in, but no one made the cut. But Evelyn called and she said, I practice natural magic. And then um, she sent Art a package of some stuff. She sent him like, you know, some presents and stuff like that. And then it's that's how the relationship started. And then from there, it was like, uh, it was like, a, it was like a magical thing. You know, the two of them, you know, 18 shows, like you said.
And that's not even on the ones with George, right? That's the that's the just no, no, just the art. I'm just doing art. I, I, George, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother research project. Yeah, I'm just concentrating on art, which is yeah. plenty. Uh, yeah. it'll, last me, it'll last me the rest of my life. And you're exactly correct. That's that's how we found he 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 advertised basically for uh, uh, a broom riding uh, cauldron stern witch to call up. I've heard that show. It's a fascinating show. Yeah. Yeah, I think like you said some of the best for some reason like art. It wasn't just the you were right. Art, art attracted a lot of good call-ins. Like in general, it just seemed like I and you know what it might have been, John. I think it was something to do with the times because now like it's like now we have all this technology and everybody's either watching Netflix or they're uh uh you know I, there's so much to do right or whether they're sitting at their computer or you know I mean I know I I listen to a lot of Coast to Coast I still listen to the show Coast to Coast I listen to all the hosts George Knapp Richard Surratt um Connie Willis uh George Norrie George Knapp oh I like. I listen, I have a membership, so I listen to like the next day or whatever. But what I'm trying to say is like, I don't think a lot of people do that, you know, or, or, may, and then I think less people even listen live because like it, what I'm saying is I think it for the time that art was on, people were more in their homes. They were more tuned to the radio. The radio was a thing. The radio is not a thing anymore. Nobody even listens to the radio anymore. You know what I mean? I think anybody that's listening to coast to coast is probably listening on the internet, probably right or no. Or or they're truckers, yeah. Or they are. Or there are truckers that are listening. People on the road, yeah. People on the road, yeah. Yeah, because I remember a lot of truckers would call into our show, and I think that's what made it special was the time of it. You know, we were just coming into the internet. It was, you know, like when when art started to blossom. We, you know, we, we the internet started to blossom. It was like kind of like the technology was, and that that makes me think about the quickening, which is one of his books, like. You know, um, did you ever listen to the show he did with Native American Thunderstrikes? I put this on my YouTube channel. Like, not, not, I didn't put that, but I put what they talked about. Like, what I said was, um, you know, Art talked about the quickening and the Native American elder Thunderstrikes said the human metabolism was speeding up. So our lives were speeding up. And that was reasons why we were seeing more ess essences of the shadow people, for example, and stuff like that. Um, uh, did you hear that show? I, I can't swear that I heard that show. I, I'm, I, it's not ringing a bell right now. I mean, I've heard him with the Native Americans before. I heard some of the show where he did with Hopi elders, and they had to do a translator and all that. Yeah, that was um, an amazing show too. Yeah. So, but um, and there's a guy uh, who's half Indian um, called Gunny. His his nickname was Gunny. Is that he, Robert Ghostwolf? I don't think it's. I think it's a different guy. Um, see, there's a lot of different personalities here. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, and it's easy to confuse them. And I don't want to. You know, I don't want to say that it's this guy's Ghostwolf. Ghostwolf's a major presence on the Art Bell show, um, but um, I'm not sure that. He and, and I think Gunny and I think Thunder Strikes is Gunny. I think. Yeah. The yeah, you're right. Thunder Strikes was Gunny. He was only on once. Well, I, he might have been on more than once, but I I mean, I I have I, I have this. I have a lot of stats. I have a lot of stats on who, you know, the appearances and whatever. I mean, well, no, there was a there was a, there was one other Native American who was really funny. He was really cool. And he was probably one of my favorite guests of all time. And that was Red Elk. 
I loved Red Elk. Like he talked okay. about the lizard people. Like right. um, it, 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 what the show is called Lizard People in the Underworld, or that's what somebody called it on the internet, where this right. Native American Red Elk came on. He was half Irish, and uh, Art, Art said at the beginning he was half Irish, but he was uh, a holder of some Native American things. Like he was like a, a proud. Uh, he oh, he was a um, inner Hyoka, which meant he was a um, like. It's like something above, like, and it's they do something more for humanity. There's inner Hyoka that are stationed all over the world, and Red Elk was one of them. And his territory was the Western United States, which was Seattle. And it, what was ne- interesting is it was near Mel's Hole. So Red Elk had actually been to Mel's Hole, so it ties into that story. But Red Elk talked about what because it was around the time of Mel's Hole. Art was asking him what was going on underground. And that was what brought up the reptilians and the lizard people. And right. Red Elk talked about, you know, like, you know, the, that was when the first mentions of like reptilians and lizard people, I feel like came up in, in subculture. And you would know this from ufology because you're in, into ufology. Like, I don't know when reptilians were first brought into the picture, but like, I would think that it was around then or maybe when David Icke came out with that DVD, but I mean, what are your thoughts from being in ufology? Like, when when do you think the reptilians first started coming around? I, I I'm not. I don't know that one. Okay. I, I, I don't. I just. I, I don't really have a good answer for that one. So yeah, it's hard to say, right? It's hard to say. Um, yeah, I mean, you you okay? I'm 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 holding things here. You. You've taught you broached on two other subjects, which are major subjects with Art Bell, and those those are Mel's Hole, which I consider one of the major um, episodes on art, and also Mal- you mentioned before Father Malachi Martin. So, you want to talk about either of those? Yeah, yeah, you can talk about them. They're really interesting. Okay, well, Mel's Hole to me is. He was on five times, um, and his story started out wild and just, to me, grew progressively wilder. Now, I I have a, a list of what I call, quote-unquote, tall tales, and I think his is in the tall, one of the ones that are for sure is a tall tale. That doesn't mean it's not uh, highly entertaining. It is highly entertaining. Um, and I give a lot of credit to uh, Mel Waters or whoever, whoever he is. If he's Mel Waters, fine. If he's someone else, that's fine too. Um, but I don't, I don't give a lot of credence to what he said as being real. And I, I'm not sure that Art did either. But uh, it, was, it was an amazing uh five shows well no wait i I can i can say that it might have been real because when he had red elk on the show the second time red elk was on the show red elk talked about how the seattle chat club they had it this is so interesting john you're gonna find this interesting they had a seattle chat club it was called the art bell chat club where these met these people from seattle got together and they formed an internet group called this you know like i just said and uh they would, um, you know, have meetings. They would meet about stuff. And Red Elk was he's the Indian. He was one of those. Um, and he, Red Elk took them to where he thought Mel's hole was. When they got there, um, 
the men in black type vehicles started coming up, but they weren't, they weren't extraterrestrials and they weren't even men in black. They were just feds and they, they wrote them up. They, they, he said officer had like a palm pilot, but, but what red elk says is funny. And you'd have to go back in the red elk episode is available online. People can listen to it. He says, he says they did something funny. He said they parked right in front of Mel Waters entrance. So they, they were showing them right where to go to get to the hole. But what else says he was there before? I don't know. So that's how I can tie that it might have been somewhat real. What do you think about that? Okay. Well, I mean, before that happened, in like the second episode that the government took over the 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 hole. This is the Washington State hole. Okay. Yeah, near, El- near Ellensburg, I think it's Ellensburg. That's, that's where Red Oak was from. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But then, see, the people around there, I don't know, have confirmed that this is true. But then, but the other thing is, then, then Mel found a second hole in Nevada, and the whole thing about the, uh, um, you know, the Indians there, and they and the. Uh, um oh the the bass um um people and that they and they um they had the uh well the the uh, you, you really have to listen to it i i it's been a, a few months since i've heard it but it, it, mel's hole if you listen to them in sequence is some of the most amazing radio you'll ever hear you can believe it take, to, go, go approach it with an open mind you believe it, fine. If if you don't, it's still wildly entertaining. I think so, like Coast to Coast, somebody needs to talk to iHeart or Coast to Coast and tell them, look, you need to put out these shows. Like so I, because people would pay to listen to this stuff. You know what I mean? Like you know, I know people are going on the internet and they're they're I'm not gonna promote any websites where you can get our bell illegally because I'm just not gonna do that. No, sure I don't, don't want to do that either. Do that. But in, um, I don't want to be in trouble with iHeartRadio. Yeah, me either, especially because I'm a Coast to Coast fan. But I think Coast to Coast should offer these shows, these classics, and they should offer like the, the two Red Elk shows that Art did, or the oh. some of the like three or four of the Evelyn Paglinis, or three of the Malachi Martins, or three of the Mel's Holes, and they should have them all listed on there so you can you can uh, when you go to bed at night you can listen to the playlist. That would be so interesting. And I, I guarantee you that would sell like hotcakes. Like that would just do numbers. I mean, you want to talk, because there's so many people that do not want to ever give up on this show. They don't want it to go anywhere because they realize how important it was, you know? And well, and compelling. It's yeah. Compelling and, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's just, and it was our time too. I think that's a little bit a, a, a different. It was, it was, a, it was all our, it was a different time. Like I said, and I, and I don't mean to go back to that, but like, it just, it was a special time. And, you know, and, it, you know, what's weird is for me being in ufology and I, and a lot of people don't notice this, but I do because I interview people all the time and I watch a lot of other people's videos and I watch a lot of other theories and I watch a lot of other, you know, a lot of the theories that came out today, you know, in ufology and everything are from come stem from the Art Bell show. A lot of the things people say that I hear get regurgitated. They all come from the Art Bell show. People don't even realize it. That it's people just regurgitate. The only thing that's up new is like the stuff from the secret space program because Art didn't cover that. You know, that wasn't really a big thing back then. I don't I don't I don't think he did. But like, you know, like uh, you know, a lot of the abduction stuff, you know, like 
that was uh, pioneered by art. You know, when he had Bud Hopkins on and David Jacobs. Right. I mean, those were right. amazing shows, like amazing shows. Like, uh, and obviously we can't leave out Whitley. Whitley was a. I mean, he was probably on. Whitley was probably on at least twenty times, right? Twenty six, fifty nine, fifty nine times. And and you know it's funny, 59. like it, he's. I can't find out. I can't find hardly any of those shows. I can't find. I, I mean, like, you know, I, did you ever listen to the one where him and Whitley interview those people in that town where there's the weird knocks on the door in the middle of the night, and the, and then there's the knocks on the window. Oh wait, let me pause it. You froze up. No, I've heard that one. Uh, it, it's a good one. Yeah. So okay, okay let me if, if you don't mind, can you tell me some more other ones that you transcribed? Because I want to see if you have any that are interesting that I may not have heard of. Well, the first the first Malachi Martin one in which he delves into exorcism is utterly fascinating. He explains uh, um, because that's why Art had him on in the first place because he was an exorcist, not because he was a priest and knew about you know the Catholic Church and insides and outs, which he did obviously and discussed later on. But the first show which I transcribed is about how. Father Malachi Martin would perform an exorcism, and he went through it in detail. And it is utterly fascinating. If you if you listen to any Malachi Martin show, listen to the first one, and um, it's it's uh, spellbinding, really. Yeah, it, 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 I I don't remember that one because I I haven't got a chance to listen to it, you know. And then um, what about the ones with John Lear? How many times was Lear on? Um. Not, not that many. Under ten, under ten. I'm safe to say, but I don't. John Lear was somewhat uh, reticent. Uh, it became he didn't at first. He was on very early most of the time, but then what happened is his his career got threatened. Um, uh, he was afraid, you know, because he was a commercial pilot and stuff. That that if I go on the Art Bell, I'm going to lose uh, my job or it's going to hurt my career. And so then he stopped going on for um, quite a while um, because oh. he had. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about someone who you always nailed it when he came on the show, someone who really knocked it out of the park, a paranormal legend. Um, I'm talking legend, paranormal legend who died, but he, he'll always go on history is Brad Steiger. Brad Steiger was amazing. I didn't mean to forget about him. Do you remember Brad? Well, yeah, he has the same last name as me, but his his name is a pseudonym. My name's not a pseudonym, so we're not related. His, oh, okay. His, he had a he had a different uh, last name, and he wrote a book with Art. He co I have co it here. Hold on, like the source. I the wait, source. Me, I have I have it if I can find it. Um, yeah. I, I it's right here. It's, I have his one of I keep my favorite books over here. But this is their book together for the people that can see right. the source. And let me see if I can show the, the bottom where it says Art Bell and Brad Steiger. There it is right there. Yeah. And it's an amazing book. It's a, it's a really fast. I got this book for $3. I got, I got this book for $3 off the internet. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing, you know, like, um, yeah, like, uh, so I'm trying to think of, of anybody we might've forgot or maybe, Anybody that you have that like I didn't. Um... Well, there's there's a lot of incidents. There's okay. The, the he went through uh, 
three different people discussing the Philadelphia experiment. Al Bielik, uh, Preston Nichols did Montauk Project, which is related to it, and then Marshall Barnes. I've done two Al Bielik's and, and Nichols and Barnes. Um, I, I think it's a bit, um, uh, I have it in my tall tales. I'm reading from, I'm going from my tall tales list right now. Another guy who was on and actually got banned from the show was the amazing Kreskin. Do you remember that? No, um, no. Kres, Kreskin was a mentalist, okay? He was a performer and he was in Vegas one night and he, he, uh, he had gone on Art's show beforehand and said, I'm going to have, draw a UFO. They're going to come uh, the night I'm going to be in Vegas after my show. And all this crowd of people went out into, I don't know, some hill or field or something outside of Vegas where Kreskin was going to be and they were supposed to be there. Well, the people waited for like an hour and a half and uh, nothing ever happened. And Kreskin showed up and then he left. And then uh, all these people called into Art Bell because Art Bell, you know, started at like, I don't know, 11 p.m. or something uh, Pacific time. And they, and they said, you know, uh, they, they never came and, and Kreskin's a fraud and all, all this kind of stuff. And then Kreskin went on the show uh, later and said, oh, they didn't wait long enough. The, they, they actually appeared just before midnight, just like I said they would. And um, it wasn't even certain that Kreskin himself was out there um, doing this. So Art didn't ended up not believing Kreskin, uh, considered him uh, having used him on the show. I mean, it's a fascinating series. These are from 2002, May of 2002, May 17th, 29th, and then June 7th is when he came on and tried to explain himself away. I, I got I got some guests. I, oh wait, you, you you froze up. Hold on, let me pause it until I can come back. There, um, I I got a couple guests that I thought of. Uh, you, you you froze up a second. You there? Yes, I'm yeah. here. Can you okay. hear me? Yeah, I thought of a couple guests that were really good. There was uh there was Zachariah Sitchin, which is amazing. That's another amazing yeah. guest that he had on. Like, and is that that there was there wasn't too many. Zachariah Sitchin interviews out, which I, and I was really, always really into the story of the Anunnaki. So I really liked that interview. Um, then there was the, the, um, what, not the midnight in the desert, but the show he did before that when he was with Sirius XM, he had, um, Timothy Good on where he ended that show because he didn't like what Timothy Good was saying. And Timothy Good was a UFO guy. Like, um, and, and, and that I'm was. aware of that show. Yes. I'm very aware of that show. I, I don't know why Art ended that show because everybody else gives Timothy good good reviews. Like he's uh he's really well known in the UFO community, but Art didn't seem to think that he was um you know um you know. And then uh, there was Jim Sparks too, uh, which we was the abductee. This was on. I'm trying to think of um Dark Matter. This was on Dark Matter where where he had Dark on Matter. Jim. Yeah. yeah. Dark Matter. Jim Sparks was the alien abductee who said he had fully conscious recall of all his alien abductions. And, uh, he, he would tell stories about the grays and, and that spawned off for him into a career because he went on to a bunch of shows after art. And he, uh, you know, he's, uh, buying well rainforest now to this day. He buys parts, he bought parts of the rainforest because he said the ETs told him 
to clean up the planet, which is a big thing in the community. I'm sure you know. They right. said he, you know, they say that they he's one of the good. So Jim Sparks was a good guest, and um, I'm trying to think who else was a, a good guest on uh, um, on Dark Matter. Michio Kaku was good on Midnight in the Desert. He was always really good. Um, Michio Kaku was on twenty sometimes high twenties, high twenties. Uh, have uh, off a lot. One of the one of the more popular guests always yeah. had something interesting to say. Um, Doctor Jeffrey Mishlove was on there. He's a he's a, a like a consciousness doctor, um, or not a consciousness. He's into consciousness. He's a he wrote a book on Ted Owens, the PK man. Um, that is really interesting. Ted Owens, who was able to do things with psychokinesis. Um, it's uh, it's really interesting. I'm trying to think of who else. Um. Um, I, I, I could think of the guests all day. There's some, there's some really good ones. Like, um, I, you know, what's weird is what's funny is I got a couple guests from my show off the Art Bell show. I got, um, Cynthia Larson. She was, a uh, she did, um, the, uh, Mandela effect and time shifts. And then I got Dr. Michael Lynch, who's, um, he does like the ghost phenomenon and stuff. I've had both of them on my show. I got them from the Art Bell show, which is interesting. You're back now. Um, so well, it's, a, I, it's a good it's a good interview, regardless. It really is. There, there's some really good guests on that show. Like, and uh, I, I uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if there's any ones that you might have that I might have not seen. Oh well, you haven't mentioned um, Jonathan, Doctor Jonathan Reed, and Robert Wraith, and the, yeah, uh, the, the alien in the freezer. Florida. Yeah, the alien in the freezer. That one. Which I, I I have that as a tall tale. I don't I don't think that's uh, likely true. But it's I, well, very, somebody uh, said that they debunked that. You know that they debunked yeah. that. But what was weird was he provided Art with a photo of that craft in the in the woods, which it looks like a, like a kind of just looks like a when you th- first see it, you think, oh look, a craft. But then it looks just like a like a black triangle, like that somebody superimposed on a piece of on a on a computer image and you know unfortunately with nowadays people can lie about everything you know what i mean like they, i mean as far as like generating images they can generate ufos on images and stuff like that you know right the alien didn't look too convincing either they he, there's some photos of the alien you can see in the internet too oh yeah it looks like a doll yeah it looks like right. a doll you know exactly. it, it's pretty funny this was this was this was pretty awesome, John. I have to admit, I I had fun going down memory lane. I'm just trying to think if there's any ones we might have forgot about or we maybe haven't mentioned. Like, well, there's there's a there's, I mean, he had on uh, George Lutz, the guy who was uh, in the family with the Amityville Horror. I never um, heard that one. You know, well, it, it okay. George, he had George Lutz on. Um, I don't have the date right this second, but, and then he had on um, a guy, uh, Bill Burns and another fellow, uh, I think in the uh, Midnight in the Desert, and they debunked Lutz. They said he came up with this whole thing. Um, he have, he lived in the house where a, a mass murder was committed. That's a fact, okay? Lutz bought a house because he could buy it cheap. Uh, 
there was this mass murder on Long Island fiction. So anyway, there's that. Um, another one is, um, well, I just had it here. Oh, we haven't discussed Wayne Green. Did you ever listen Wayne to Wayne? Wayne was a Green? ham. He was a ham wrench right. he operator, just like Art. I thought I thought that was interesting. And uh, after a while, Wayne started to kind of open up to his theory to the, some of the theories that Art was taking on, as far as extraterrestrials and stuff. You know, like um, I don't know if you saw that one or listened to that one, but Wayne was an interesting character. Oh. Yeah, he also there was a debate because Wayne Green uh, read a book and then decided that the our moon landing was a hoax. Yeah, the, yeah. The Apollo program was a hoax. He, he he got this from one book. Okay, so then they had him. Uh, Art had Wayne Green on. He had Wayne Green on once, just about the hoax. Then he had Wayne Green on to debate Richard C. Hoagland. Yeah, I remember that show. That was a great show. Uh, where uh, was, you know, an athlete, sort of expert. Okay, and then he he had an answer for everything Wayne Green. Um, dished out so uh anyway i you know I'm, I'm i believe in the moon landing and you know the apollo program and all that so i was glad that wayne green kind of had his comeuppance although i like wayne green i think he's very, his shows are very interesting that's just one point i happen to uh of disagreement with him see i'm i'm on the i'm on the fence about the moon landing i think it could have been fake because like there's so many things that are just kind of off with it but i mean i don't know like i don't want to i don't want to debate the moon landing because we're talking about Art Bell and I kind of want to make this a kind of remembrance of Art Bell show so like people have this and they like maybe this will be on YouTube and then people can reference it for later and then they can have good memories about the show like what I wanted to talk about before we went off was I, I mentioned the quickening but people don't know that was his book you know and he also had a book called The Art of Talk which I'm sure you know about like did you did you either read either of those books? I I have The Art of Talk uh, I my copy got is signed by Art. Uh, I have not read the Quickening. I don't have that one. I've read the Source, and the last one, uh, the one with you with Brad Steiger, and the last one he was um, he did a a book with Whitley Strieber and the Coming uh, Global oh, Superstore. Yeah, the coming right, which was made into the movie The Day After Tomorrow, which I've seen the movie. I haven't read the book. The movie's pretty good. Um it had um I'm trying to think of who was in that. I don't know. Um one thing I thought was interesting get the guy's name Jake something I think name is yeah one thing i thought was interesting about the quickening is if, if art meant that time was speeding up i think it's right because it seems like these days are, are even now so like time just moves so much faster so i think that theory held up but then someone told me on the internet that art meant the technology and the way we live was speeding up well that's life speeding up too like the the your surroundings speed up because your life's speeding up and everything's moving a lot faster whether it's technology ways of living but just age in general is moving so much faster it's so weird like it's um it, it's something i've noticed many times and i you know from all the inner people i interview I, I don't think i've ever got a straight answer as to what it could be as though but it seems like the older we get the faster time goes i agree 
Yeah, I think Art was correct in that. I know. It's 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 really he had an amazing show. And then he had Ramona and his cats. He loved cats. Like he he was he was a cat lover for sure. Do you remember that? Him talking about his cats and all the remember, time. Do you remember when the mouse got in the studio at um in uh and on Midnight in the Desert and he called it um Abby Normal? It, and uh, he left out a bunch of peanut butter for it, but the mouse wasn't going for it. Do you remember that show? I honestly don't remember that one. It's 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 um, it's one of the good ones. It's 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 on there. Um, see, what's funny is this is how big, uh, ladies and gentlemen, like the people that are watching on my audience, like th this is how big the Art one. Bell show is. Like. I, there's shows that I've watched that you haven't watched and there's shows that you've watched that I haven't watched. And like, it's just like, that's how massive this collection is. I mean, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a timeless, uh, it's a, it's something timeless, right? Oh, you're you, you can't remember them all. You just can't remember them all. Even, uh, uh, sorry. No, you're all right. You're good. Okay. Yeah, you can't you can't remember them all. It's so vast. There's over two thousand of them. There's over. It's, I have a thousand sixty six guests. That's my guest list. Um, you know, and it's just um, they're all hosted by one man, though. That's that's the amazing thing. Yeah, um, and they and like they they they're a span of almost thirty years. And so, and for the people that are watching anyway. this that that um, didn't listen to the Dan Aykroyd show, Dan Aykroyd he didn't just come on as an actor. He came on with David Sarita, who I've interviewed on my show as well. David Sarita is very knowledgeable about UFOs, and David's still doing amazing research nowadays. But Dan Aykroyd met David, and they were both Canadians, and they knew each other somehow from that. But Dan came on because Dan had an extreme interest in UFOs. It was it was amazing. Like uh, Dan loved UFOs, and uh, he, uh, oh, man, like. And how about the bumper music? How good was some of the bumper music? So, like, the, oh, it's very very compelling, very current at the time. Um, yeah, it it definitely added to the show. I mean, this this all kind. Of, then there was he also had that that magazine that uh, I forget what it, it's. The, dark something uh he had a magazine that he put out every month um, hey, i didn't that know that month. yeah there's a magazine um i can uh i could send you a link i i have i have about a year's full it, it's it's okay the problem is it's topical uh it's pretty topical uh, you know it's it's actually a little more political than uh the shows tended to be but um, he did. He did put out uh, uh, the magazine. Um, wow! Yeah, it's just it's an amazing uh, uh, record. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I can't believe one thing I couldn't believe was what you told me is just to finish up here is that Whitley Strieber is on there fifty nine times. Like you can't even find three of those shows. Like that's what I mean. Well, like, I've heard, I've heard a bunch. I mean, not nowhere near fifty-nine, but I've heard I've heard at least ten. I'd say, um, but um, yeah, that's. That, I mean, um, Whitley was tied tied with Ed Dames. We didn't mention Ed Dames, and he was oh, he was a, a big part of the show. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Whitley and Ed Dames. The the let me just the 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 top five were Linda Moulton Howe was number one. 
She had well over 150. Uh, um, Richard C. Hoagland, 146. Um, then you go down to um, Peter Davenport, who gave the UFO report. He was 62 uh, that I have. And then tied at 59 was Whitley Strieber and Ed Baines. So um, those are the top five. And the next, then you go all the way back to uh, 30 with George Knapp. And those, and that George Knapp, is, it's a special case because he was on, there was a series that predated Dreamland because they, he, Art used to have Coast to Coast and Dreamland, which was the Sunday evening show, a special show that was shorter and yeah. Uh, anyway, and before that, there was one, and I only found out about this a few months ago from Linda Howe, Area 2000, which was sponsored by Robert Bigelow for, uh, there was about a year's worth of, I think, 27 chef tapes. Someone was selling tapes, but that was like... Uh, yeah, you know how I knew about Area 2000? Some kid was, was putting... A um, long time Go. They're, they're already so old. So, but they have, they were very UFO driven. Yeah. Well, um, what was, what was Area 2000 going on at the same, oh, you cut out, John cut out. I have to pause the recording. You're me. I'm on now. I'm on. I don't know. Do you, do you have a, a, a time limit? Uh, yeah, I got. I got to. No, um, really, I got to really. interview someone in a half hour. I got to interview. I got to send a Zoom link out soon. Do you have a time limit for this? Yeah, I got. I got to interview someone in in the next fifteen. I got in, in, in nine o'clock. I have another interview. So, um, but uh, what, what else were we going to talk? Did, uh, what about James Van Prague? James Van Prague was on there a lot. He was a psychic. Um, and he uh, had amazing results. Um, he was one of the big first psychic mediums that t- appeared on our show. Um, do you remember him? Right. Uh, I don't know much about him. My, my cousin who, have you ever heard of Marla Freese? No. She, 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 sub, when Whitley Strieber took over Dreamland, she would uh, substitute host for Whitley on Dreamland sometimes, and she she happens to be my cousin. But a- anyway, she's a was an actress out in Hollywood, and now she's a medium and whatnot. Um, but anyway, she she was a big. Wow. That, 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 well, this has been amazing, man. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything we left out. If we're going to do an art tribute show, like, was there anything that we might we kind of left out, um, or anything? I'm, well, I'm sure I'm sure there is. I mean, but uh, it's just you, you, I don't know that we could do it all in one show. You know, it's it's time. But we've hit all the highlights that I have pretty much. Yeah. I mean, um, so so uh, just to know. finish up, like. But where are you, are you going to take this project? How do you see this? Uh, how do you see this working out for you? Like, what are you going to do? Well, I hope to put put up a website and have this uh, these uh, transcriptions available for research purposes. Um, and um, we'll see how that flies with iHeartRadio and the others. Yeah. So, 
but I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, I'm, uh, you know, it should, it should be uh, perfectly uh, legal under the uh, uh, copyright exception. So we'll see. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I wish you good luck on it and maybe we'll have, we'll come on again and we talk UFOs or something, or, you know, I'd love to have you on again. I, I, I this is awesome. And yeah, send me any links you have of, of, uh, of anything you think I'll find interesting about old shows or, um, or arts, arts, uh, magazine. I'd love to know about arts magazine. Like, that sounds really cool. I will do that. All right. Well, thanks, John. Thank you for coming on. This has been great. Okay. Thanks for having me. All right, have a good night.